When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. What is wrong with the Vegas Golden Knights in your estimation? Everything. Everything. There's not one thing that's wrong. It's everything that's wrong. The goaltending is bad. The defensive play is bad. They don't score. They don't attack into the middle of the ice. They're not hard to play against. This team is uh, is not a very it's not a very good team, and it certainly is not even close to being any type of contender. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Harsh, harsh words from Craig Button there. As we roll into a Thursday episode of the RP Show, everybody, welcome to the Stage Bar at Gray Eagle Resort and Casino as we roll your way with your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show. Big one tonight, most Vegas Golden Knights, home to the Florida Panthers, man. Ooh. I'll be finding a place to go. Uh, this is the guy, Moose. He knows all the hot spots. He knows where the... The Monkey Mucks hangout in Calgary. Are we going to get into that? I don't know. You yeah, want I think to? we should. A sure. little later on here in sure. the warm-up. This is the warm-up. This is what we do. I was tucked away in bed early last night as I was him. He's out cavorting with the NHL stars. It's awesome. Yeah, it was good pretty for good. You. Well, they won last night. They earned it. They can go. That's the flames that he's talking about. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I gave that up in 1990 when I was 19, but... <laughs> they just happened to come into the place where you were. They right? just happened to come in where we were at the yeah. end of the game. We were getting ready to leave, and they came in, and and uh, it was great. It was fun. Yeah, awesome. All awesome. of them came in. The whole team, pretty much. What did they eat? Uh, or you didn't notice, probably. Yeah, I wasn't really uh, snooping, but okay. you know. Well, hey, speaking of NHL errs and greats, Brent Sopel is going to be with us a little later on here in hour one. Stanley Cup champion with Chicago Blackhawks. Former Flame, I believe, but for sure a Vancouver Canuck, Montreal Canadian. He's been around. Uh, Steven Stamp, our NLL insider, is going to be with us. And how about this? The voice of the Oilers, Gino DePaoli, who's on the stage right now. The Okotoks Oilers. When I walked in here today, you have to understand, I leave my room at this resort about 20 minutes early because I come down, and you've seen it, Moose. I visit with everybody along the way. And uh, they said, who's coming in today? And I said, Gino DiPaoli is the voice of the orders. He goes, Okotoks. <laughs> Did they make a big deal out of you when you walked in? You're a big deal around here, Gino. So, like he just turned <laughs> as red as his shirt. So anyways, they knew. They knew. It was Lucian, by the way, the Romanian yeah. um, national, formerly. So anyways. I'm sad to see us leave, by the way. Did he tell you? Yeah. He's not happy that we're leaving, but I told him we're coming back next month. He's like, that's good. That's good. Oh, good. <laughs> this guy. That's good. Anyways, can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan? I am breaking with protocol today. I'm not opening with NHL leftovers at all. I'm opening with, I, well, like the one-timer segment. Forget about the games. Yeah. We're talking about the trades. Yes. The Montreal Canadiens traded defenseman Ben Chirot to the Florida Panthers on Wednesday for forward Totter Smolanik. 
The Habs also get a first-round pick in 2023 and a fourth-rounder in 2022. The Canadians retain 50% of Sherratt's salary for the remainder of this season. So there's that. In a related trade, I'm not very happy about this talking to my Florida peeps, the New York Rangers acquired Frank the Tank Vetrano from the Florida Panthers also Wednesday for a fourth-round pick. It's a trade between two Eastern Conference contenders that serves a different purpose for each team. Getting Frank the Tank gives the Rangers the kind of veteran forward GM Chris Drury was looking for. They love him in Florida, Moose. Right. How can you not with a name like Frank Vetrano? I know. Uh, but it clears $2.5 million from their cap space for the Atlantic Division leading Panthers. And... Um, I don't know what to say more about that. We're sad to see Frank go. Yeah, but Ben Sherrod will be a nice addition to the Panthers. Right, but to different trades, right? But yeah. they had to make room for Ben Sherrod. And, right. and then the Calgary Flames here acquired forward Callie Yarncroft from Seattle as the Kraken started their pre-trade deadline fire sale. The Flames gave up three draft picks, a second rounder this year, a third rounder next year, and a seventh rounder in 2024. And the Kraken are retaining half of Yarncroft's $2 million salary cap hit for the rest of the season. So it's a win-win for the Flames. You got Gino over here pumping his fists in the air. That They're all loving the trade here in Calgary. So those are the trades. Uh, the one thing that annoys me a little bit, and it's because it overlaps with the baseball free agency right now, Freddie Freeman's a Dodger. Kyle Schwarber, I think, went to the Phillies. You saw the tweets yeah. from the insiders, and these guys are our buddies. It's nothing against them, but it's hearing the Flames are close on Ben Sherratt. Tweet. Well, they weren't. There's just so much fake news going around. I know. So I'm kind of just stepping off the merry-go-round until it's official, like these three trades we just mentioned. Yeah, you're going to hear a lot of that, especially you know when you look at the conversations that are happening. If they're having conversations, it'll sound like they're close, but until the deal's actually done and it's gone through the NHL, it, yeah, it's just uh, speculation. Uh, I'm opening up. I'm opening up the comments in the chat here from sean mccormick you know him yes game plus television he's in the control room in toronto operating the show right now sean says back in canada hola rp team come stash sean he says the panthers beat vegas by two tonight and the canes take care of the leafs as well how about that? Whoa. We're, we're opening that? the betting vault Spicy. early, but we are in a casino here at 10 in the morning. By the way, your voice is kind of raspy. Were you ripping darts <laughs> this morning when you were playing blackjack? Yeah, I know, right? Were you? Were I, you? I was not, but uh, maybe secondhand I was. If you can't get out of the country for whatever reason, come down to the Great Eagle because you will feel like you're in Vegas. Right, guys? They're like, yeah, literally. I just said to Moose this morning, we were sitting at these terminals at the bar. I'm like... I feel like I'm in Vegas. I know. And I'm here for it. I'll go to the Instagram story. You got the lava lamp, the video poker. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, I'm loving it here. Uh, so those were the three trades in the Panthers. Uh, serve notice. They're in it to win it. Nobody had Ben Sherratt tied to Florida that I saw. And all of, Did you? And then all that insider no. stuff? Kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, And the bit. flames augmented. Uh, so anyways, those are the trades. And we'll get into more of that later. Let's move to point two, and that is... It's time for the NHL Top 5, Bottom 5 from the RP Show, as collected by your host. 
meet. Let's go to the top five teams in the National Hockey League, starting with the Florida Panthers. 88 points are the most in the toughest conference in the NHL, and they're getting better. The Florida Panthers are the number one team in the NHL. Number two, the Colorado Avalanche. They're the most talented team in the NHL. Anybody would tell you that. They're 91 points are the best in the league. Colorado's number two. Number three, the Carolina Hurricanes. They're yelling at us from the crowd. Yeah, I don't have Calgary in it. I'm sorry. Carolina, best winning percentage in the tough Eastern Conference, number three. Number four, the Tampa Bay Lightning, two-time defending cup champs, will always be in the top five, no matter what. And number five, the New York Rangers. I'm sorry, I just got to say it. Officially, the Stanley Cup dark horse. Officially. Is he yelling at me or is he yelling at the server? Anyways, <laughs> let's go to the bottom five. Number 28, the Chicago Blackhawks. All eyes are on what you're going to do with the flower. First big move for the new GM, Kyle Davidson. Number 29, the Ottawa Senators. Three losses in a row, eight losses in their past 10. Where's the progress? Number 30, the Arizona Coyotes. They're no longer last in the West. Winners of seven in their last 10. Have you not heard of the term tanking? What are you doing? I know. Just supposed to win. Number 31, the Seattle Kraken. They are who we thought they were. And number 32, the Montreal Canadiens. Still the NHL's worst team. Very sad story. There's your top five, bottom five. And I'm sure the guys that you were cavorting with last night to use a term made popular by Peter Marr, right? Here come the Leafs cavorting out of their zone. That's pretty good. You can put it in the wind column. Flames, I don't know, I'm, I'm getting... Uh, this town's bumping, it's on fire with what the Flames are doing, there's no doubt. But I'm starting to buy into this, I'll believe it when I see it in the playoffs. Yeah. You're hearing a lot of that around too, town too from the hockey people. Well, you remember when they were top of the conference and out in the first round, right? They were good not that long ago. Um, but this team is good. They're really good. And they got better with the trade. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people thought maybe they'd be in the top five, but there's New York. I mean, you can't argue them. with They've got great goaltending. They've got depth up front. I like the Rangers, too. So it's going to get really, really fun really quick. Honestly, I'm becoming a Flames, dare I say, fan, supporter for sure. They've treated us so well. But when they went into Colorado and lost 3 nothing, and I know it was their fifth game in seven nights, I'm like, mm, they got a lot of work to do. Because those teams in the East are fighting hard every single night. Yeah. You know? Uh, let's go to point three. Yeah. That Toronto Blue Jays. We'll spend a minute on this. All-star third baseman Nat Chapman has been acquired by the Blue Jays from the payroll-shedding athletics for four players. The five-year veteran and three-time Gold Glove winner hit 201 with 27 home runs and 72 RBI in 151 games for the Athletics last season. So, you know, it's interesting. Uh, we saw our guy Ken Reed on Sportsnet Connected saying, by all accounts, he's the best third baseman in the game. He plays out in the American League West. We don't see him that often. We don't know a lot about him. Right. Played 151 games. That's about 140 more than George Springer last year. What's the best ability? Availability. So I like that. I'll take 27 home runs if he is a vacuum on the corner. Yeah. So the Blue Jays, I was shocked when Arash said yesterday that they are the betting favorite to win the American League East. I went and looked the bet regal odds. Dang it, if they aren't, they are the Toronto Blue Jays. And that's 
with what they have now. They're still looking to augment. So I'm starting to get the thought that maybe, A, I'm going to slip over to Dunedin to watch a little, get my eyeballs on him myself. And two, that this team, we should be looking up their schedule and starting to dive into this. What do you think? Yeah, I'm into it. I mean, I didn't see the Jays, obviously, in Arizona, but getting a, a, just a taste of minor league spring training in the first couple of days in the weekend, it made me really kind of want to follow baseball this year. Isn't that funny? Not usually into it like that until the fall, but I'm kind of am now. Well, the lockout, despite they didn't miss any games that we saw, yeah. did turn me off a little bit. And if the Blue Jays weren't a contender, I wouldn't be paying attention right now. Yeah. I wouldn't. There's too much else going on, but they are a contender. So I'm our pay- I will be paying attention. Uh, I'll get to the comments maybe in a moment as we roll on here. It's, uh, what is it, 11-11 Central, by the way. Hey, Winnipeg, uh, hit it, hit it. You're on the right path. Stay on it. I'm not sure that counts for the Jets. But anyways, pass, huh? Does it count for the blackjack table? You're winning. You're on a roll. I'm surprised you're even sitting here. I know, right? Moose is on a heater this morning. You don't walk away from a heater. I had to drag him away from the table. Like Ron Meyer, the old uh, coach of the Las Vegas Posse, they had to drag him off the craps table to go coach practice. (laughs) You like those, eh? (laughs) It's a true story. Listen, we sat around the table the other day here at the Gray Eagle Buffet, Calgary's best buffet with some CFL guys, and we literally just swapped stories. And you were sitting there just throwing them on the table of back in the day. Jim Barker sleeping with a pot-bellied pig. Like, sleeping with it, in the bed with him. Just, and I, he's still in the CFL. You I, might want to ask Jim. I guess he had a pot-bellied pig as a pet. Like, most people would have a dog and sleep with their dog. He had a pot-bellied pig. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Well, and that, but we haven't spent any time, by the way, on the CFL stuff at all. Like, Arash dropped that stink bomb and left yesterday on the four downs thing. Let me only say this about the Randy and Brosy Randy's road trip. And Moose and I will debate this probably. This would be a good count, uh, point counterpoint. Yeah. What was the thing we used to do? The face, face off. off for the sporting goods company. I thought they should have blown up Randy's road trip here in town. Brought him around to the TV stations in the morning. Global, CTV, the sports talk radio station. Bring him here. And you and some of those CFL guys were like, no, no, no. This is a sponsored thing. It's not a media thing. Okay. But one of them did say if Gary Bettman was in town, there would be a motorcade. There would be a massive media. Everybody would know that the commissioner of the NHL was in town, whereas here it was pretty dis- much slip in, slip out. And I, and I don't favor that, yeah. but I'm not going to tell the CFL how to do their business. Who, who likes that? Nobody. So am I right or wrong? No, I think you're right. The thing that I you know, kind of was on the other side of was I don't think his address... Um, was for the media. I think that was for the fans because he's doing this in every location. If it was for the media, it'd be the exact same thing. I agree that he absolutely should have done the tour. Should have been a breakfast, should have done this, 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 should have been at all the TV outlets, all the radio outlets, and visited with everybody. Make as many stops as you can. And uh, so that I'm on board with for sure. But that's just my thought. That's what popped into my head. Uh, Point five... The Edmonton Stingers completed a sweep in Calgary of two of the top teams from Latin America Wednesday night, defeating Rael Esteli of Nicaragua 88-79 to complete the Basketball Champions League America's homestand at Windsport Arena 
Although the Stingers BCLA run came to an end here, the strong attendance at Winsport provided an exciting indication of Calgary's appetite for a potential expansion team in the future, according to CEBL Commissioner and CEO Mike Morreale. And the thing about Morreale, known him 20 plus years, he is as cool as the other side of your pillow. He is as sharp as the edge of town. And he wrote me the next morning, Rod, thanks for coming to the games last night. Great to see you. Thanks for supporting. Go follow him on Instagram because he's at Mike Morreale, I think 18. I think it's 18. And he wrote a statement there for how great this event was in Calgary. Thanked sponsors and fans for their support. And I thought, that's pretty cool. And there's this murmur around that Morreale will one day be the commissioner of the CFL. Well, I don't put stock in that. And I know Mike doesn't either because he's applied twice and never even got an interview. And he's enjoying what he's doing now. But I enjoy that old school touch. Yeah. The personal touch. Rod, thanks for coming out. That's the way they used to do it. When a commissioner writes that, it means something, right? And it feels yeah. good, right? And, and it makes you want to get on here the next day and rave about the CEBL and rave about the event you were at and go to the next one when you're treated well, right? And Mike's yeah. a cool commissioner. He always looks good. He gets right involved, shakes everybody's hands, and you genuinely see that he's excited about the product. That's cool. And Randy Ambrosi's a lot of that too, but yeah. I just think Randy's been on this job since 2017 and he's just ah, shell shocked now from and you can understand. dealing with these owners and oh my God, I wouldn't want to do it. Randy was pretty bright eyed and bushy tailed when he started too. Of course. <laughs> That's all. When we come back, we're going to delve into what's gone on in a, just an insane week in the NFL. My point I got 6A, 6B, 6C. And that's NFL, WHL, NLL tonight, and a little more on that four-down thing. And, of course, the NHL, I, well, Gino is going to cover the hockey portion. that He'll be uh, joining us a little later on. You are watching the RP Show. We are live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino in Calgary, Calgary's entertainment destination. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live. And if you missed the show, catch the podcast on Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Beautiful morning here in the gateway to the foothills, Sutina Nation and Gray Eagle Resort and Casino, where, by the way, the master of redneck comedy, Jeff Foxworthy, is coming to the Gray Eagle Event Center Saturday, May 28th. Actor, writer, producer, and former host of Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? Jeff Foxworthy's hilarious show can't be missed. Tickets are available now at Ticketmaster.ca. Plus, on my brother's birthday, maybe I should bring him, July 28th. Catch the West Coast vibes with one of the most influential rock and roll bands of all time, the Beach Boys. Dance and sing along. I know you will, Moose. Oh, yeah. To the best hits of the iconic band, for one night only, July 28th. Again, tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.ca. Cut just a couple more days left for us here at Gray Eagle, but then we're heading out, but we're coming back next month. So, ready to pick up where we left off? Yeah. Did I leave anything dangling from the opening segment that you would like to? You were going to get into uh, what's been going on in the NFL. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm going to say. Probably what I've been following the most lately. I'm just checking some of the viewers' comments here. Uh, Pink's writes in, says, Rod... And Darren, have you guys checked out the Mickelson Outdoor Driving Range? Something you need to do before you leave. Didn't know there was. Nah, we'll probably go to Can Golf in Canmore. 
Canmore is my town. It's my new second home, Gino. I'm sorry, but they're treating me like gold out there in Canmore. And they've got, can golf is indoor. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to take you there. Yeah, too, I have lunch. to go. Um, on the four downs, William May watching in Lloyd Minster, Canada's only border city, says the four down thing, I'm okay with it as long as it makes the CFL stronger. Ryan McCarthy in New York says, Rod's not wrong. Jeff Reinbold told the Ron Meyer craps story on my podcast. Rod's never wrong. From Andrew Stout. Morning, Rod. Bon monté, as they say in French. Mm. Have you got figured that one out yet? No. Bon monté? That's a new one. What's today's French phrase for you? I haven't opened it up yet. My last, I do my lesson after the show. What was last night's French phrase? Uh, last night we were learning all about places. So Lagarde was the train station. Um, we were learning about the airport and your passport. Airport. and Yeah. yeah. Uh, so from on Andrew, he goes, I hated to see Toffoli and Sherratt traded, but I am liking the returns they're getting back. May take a bit of time, but I think you'll see a good young team very soon here. That's a sucky thing for Montreal. You go all the way to the Stanley Cup final, you don't win, mm. and then they're not out of the woods yet either, by the way. Like, Dominic Ducharme was the flavor of the week. You fired Claude Julien to bring in Ducharme, takes him to the Stanley Cup final, then you fire him. How long is Martin St. Louis going to be around? I know, but you know, when you had the bottom five, I think you had them at the bottom. Yeah. They, they are, I think, 6-3-1 and one in their last 10. So they are, right. they are moving up, and they are playing well under Martin St. Louis, but they still have to work to fix this roster. To football? Russell Wilson to Denver. Carson Wentz to Washington. Amari Cooper to Cleveland. Chandler Jones to Las Vegas. Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson to the L.A. Chargers. Brandon Scherf to Jacksonville. So what if it's old news? Here's some brand new news, Moose. Super Bowl champion Von Miller is leaving Los Angeles for Buffalo. And star receiver Julio Jones is looking for work. work. Just got word this morning the Bills have released Cole Beasley. On Wednesday, teams could come clean after all the recent leaks made those moves common knowledge across the NFL. Yes, the 2022 NFL business year has begun, and with it comes the official announcements of who's going where, for what, and how much. Von Miller's move across the country was the headline grabber this week. He's getting a six-year deal from the Bills and will pursue winning a third NFL title with a third team. Denver in 2015, last year with the Rams, and the biggest star is your boy Julio Jones released by Tennessee Wednesday. He lasted only one injury-filled year with the Titans. The 33-year-old Jones will be designated as a post-June 1st release with the Titans carrying the cap hit until then. Before you delve into all that, can I just say, with all these teams and players switching like this, you know, Russell Wilson going there, I just said it at the start, we got to let the CFL off the hook because they get so much heat. Right? For players switching teams like a carousel, like a merry-go-round. The NFL's doing the same thing. A Mary Cooper out in Dallas. But how would you typify the Julio Jones era? <sighs> what was your favorite part of the Julio Jones era in Tennessee? You know what? When you look at it now from this view, it, it, it's the same as the Randy Moss era in Tennessee. Do you remember Randy Moss? Was I don't. Nobody does. Even Titans fans don't remember. Right until you see a photo of him in a jersey and you think it's photoshopped. Right? Um, it's disappointing because we see Julio Jones released and we, we never really saw the potential. He had 62 yards in that playoff loss uh, to Cleveland. Um, he didn't get in the lineup. So at the end of the day, when you're releasing him, you're not losing anything because you never really had anything with him. 
Um, so it's disappointing that we never saw the potential. Well, we're not done yet, and that's why I leave the insider talk to the insiders to do the heavy lifting because this, this story said all those leaks that came out over the last week, none of them could be made official till Wednesday, right. including the Russell Wilson trade and all the things that I just said. And they're not done yet. Well, they're not. No. And the Deshaun Watson stuff we didn't, you know, isn't even registering there, but it, it's big too because he tells the Cleveland Browns that um, he's not going to sign with the Browns after meeting with them. But then when, they, when Baker Mayfield learns that Deshaun Watson has met with the Browns, he goes on social media and writes basically a goodbye to Cleveland. And then you hear the Browns saying that they want a grown-up quarterback. So there's a whole mess of what's going to happen in Cleveland. And we thought the Browns were out of it and were on the rise. And instantly, they're back to being basically a dumpster fire. The Browns. The Browns. Uh, well, they say, I guess, well, again, always, we all get sucked into this. But the Atlanta Falcons are the leading clubhouse leaders to get Deshaun Watson. Right? What's Matt Ryan do? He's sitting there being Thought like... you had a quarterback. Right. And a good one, too. Who actually almost got Atlanta into the playoffs last year with a pretty bad team. But they're not going to have Calvin Ridley this year unless he appeals the suspension. He, which they won't. won't. Have him. Yeah. So, yeah, wild. Uh, I guess that's the thing with the players switching teams. We're at a very sad time in sports, and I can't blame the players. I really can't. They want to be loyal. They don't want to pick up and move. I believe that. There's a little bit of chasing the paycheck. Of yeah. course there is. But that's just the star players, really, for the most part, right? Yeah. Um, we as fans have to decide, do we get too attached to the players? Do we change teams like I do? Or, or you stick with your team and the players come and go. I'm always the fish swimming upstream. I think you just most people stick with their team. Yeah. Right? I think so. I don't. I get too attached to the players. Well, I didn't buy a Julio jersey last year. Cause, good thing. Good thing. But I thought about it. And, you know, that wouldn't have been, you know, the smartest move. But, yeah, you got to stick with your team. I do think, for the most part, I mean, Russell Wilson moves to Denver, but he was in Seattle for a long time. Cole Beasley's out of Buffalo, but he was there for a while. Even Amari Cooper was in Dallas for a few seasons. It wasn't a one-and-done situation. Didn't win anything. But didn't win. Brent Sopel coming up on the program today. Gino DePaoli, the voice of the Okotoks Oilers, and we'll have a wide hockey chat with Gino. You Italian, Gino? A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. And our lacrosse insider, Stephen Stamp, which we're getting to. Moving on to point 6B. An absolutely wild third period ended in the Regina Pats' favor on Wednesday night in Lethbridge after they scored three unanswered goals to come away with a 6-4 victory. Connor Bedard finished with three points in the win, giving him 41 points in his last 19 games. Did you watch SportsCenter last night? I did not. Oh, you didn't? No, I got Leave it to me. Way. Our guy, Jermaine Franklin. They did like three minutes on Connor Bedard. Couldn't, every night... They're talking about him on SportsCenter. That's cool. If you noticed. And just more. He's doing highlight reel stuff every single night. I know. This kid. So the Pats won. They are eighth. Uh, they hold the final playoff spot in the Eastern Conference in the WHL and uh, have 13 games remaining. Elsewhere, Calgary won in Brandon 5-2. Winnipeg blank Moose Jaw 4-0. The Swift Current Broncos beat PA 6-3. Your Saskatoon Blades were winners. At Edmonton, 5-3. Yeah. And uh, the Tri-City Americans beat Vancouver 2-1. I'm not sure if that was the game. I think that was the game. Tri-City 
beating Vancouver 2-1 that our old pal Westy mm. called his 2,500th WHL game. That's cool. We got to get Westy on the air, Clark. We, have we ever had Westy on? He is like Jay Leno meets Vin Scully meets Al Michaels. That's what he is. That's, have you met Westy? You met Westy? Yeah, that's a great description. He's all of those things. Because he comes in, so I met him, and he came in. Tri-City Americans radio voice. They come into Saskatoon every two years. Right. So I'm sitting there with Les in the broadcast booth, you know, 45 minutes before the game, and he comes in and props his arm up on the, on the thing and just proceeds to tell stories for 20 minutes. And him and Les go back and forth, and I'm just, like, taking it all in. But very much like those three guys you mentioned. Jay Leno, Vin Scully, Al Michaels he had a very big impact on me. Uh, I remember my very first West Coast trip. I was with the Prince Albert Raiders. I was 20 years old, and we went out to Spokane. I'd never been out. I'd heard all those of those places. Right. Listen to the games on the radio. The Glass Palace in Portland sounds so amazing. Yeah. And by the way, it is. And we get to Spokane. The Boone Street Barn was where the Chiefs played. Nothing like the splashy new Memorial Coliseum that they have in Spokane. Uh, Spokane. Veterans Memorial Arena. So they're going to build this new arena. And in the old place, it was an old theater. It had a stage at one end, just like this, and then ice out that way. The boards were those old, all those American ones. You hit, a guy, hit the boards. Yeah. It sounded like you exploded the guy. They wobble. And yeah, and they bounce right back up, and yeah. nobody ever got hurt. We loved that. Glass walls on the outside of the building, so you could see downtown. It was beautiful. The Boone Street Barn, because it was on Boone Street, and there was ambulances circling. It's right downtown. There's stuff going on in Spokane, man. Yeah. It's got sizzle. So I said to Westy, he was the voice of the Spokane Chiefs at the time. I said, Westy, aren't you going to miss this place? It's the Boone Street Mar Barn, man. It's got so much character. He's like, miss it? I'll take a leak on the parking lot when it's gone. This place is a dumb <laughs> I might get, and I never forgot that because yeah. then they moved into what is the Taj Mahal of junior hockey facilities. It really is. Yeah. Probably the greatest junior hockey facility on the continent. Yeah. 9,000 seat Spokane Arena. So when we were looking at building a new stadium in the homeland, Mosaic Stadium, so many people would come through Taylor Field and go, oh, aren't you going to miss this place, Rod? Taylor Field. Miss it? I'll take a leak in the parking lot. It'd be. <laughs> No, we don't miss it. Don't miss, we don't miss it. Right. Because no. now we have the Taj Mahal football stadium. That's right. So I never, ever, ever forgot a Westie. So every time I see him, I think of that. That's funny. Yeah, we got to get him on and tell that story. He won't remember, I'm sure. It was, it was 1993, bro. Oh, he'll remember. I'm sure he will. Literally almost 30 years ago. I just gave away my age. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> How about that? How about uh, anything else? <laughs> anything else, Moose, before we let you go? No, I think we're good. Read a couple comments here uh, from Patrolman Pete. Note that the Winnipeg Ice have four shutout wins in a row on home ice. The ice are heating up again. BW watching on YouTube. It was 50-plus years ago that the CFL changed their points for a touchdown to be the same as the football in the USA. Maybe it's time to switch to four downs. Pole, the CFL alumni. Holy smokes, Moose, we didn't even get into that four-down talk. Maybe later. Yeah. Maybe later. If you want to know my thoughts on that, go to rodpeterson.com right now. Um, the commentary is up on that. My take on the CFL switching to four downs. Nelson Hakowicz says, moves make news and news makes the media partners happy. He's talking about the National Football League. 
Jeff, the Stamps fan says, uh, breaking news, Riders sign Campbell. I assume you're talking about Jamal Campbell, the offensive lineman that the Argos cut this week. So there's lots going on on this Thursday. And our good friend Brent Sopel joins us next to talk a little NHL. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. RP Show continues from Great Eagle Resort and Casino. By the way, they're thrilled to present an eight-time Grammy Award winner and one of the greatest guitarists of all time, Buddy Guy. Buddy Guy brings his raw and unadulterated sound to the Great Eagle Event Center on April 30th. Get your tickets today at Ticketmaster.ca. Well, it's always a great day when you can talk, period, with Brent Sopel, let alone talking hockey, the 659-game NHL veteran, Saskatoon product, Stanley Cup champion, and Soaps, if I may, Canucks, Islanders, Kings, Blackhawks, Thrashers, Canada. Who's the one team that you identify with that you follow the most with as we get to the, the trade deadline and the stretch drive? Uh, is it Chicago? Definitely not. Um, they're on the bottom <laughs> of my list. Um, they don't deserve my uh, time or attention. Um, you know, obviously Vancouver, a little run that uh, what they they went on, but I'm still watching the Atlanta Thrashers. I hope they do well. <laughs> uh, I either want to pay Jets. I get yeah. Hey. Sorry to bring up Chicago, but you know what? I haven't had you on since the Canucks cleaned house, so let's talk about them a little bit and uh, the resurgence under Gabby and Jim Rutherford. I don't know. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but how do you feel about the turnaround there in Vancouver? Well, you know, good for them. Obviously, uh, they've got some talented, uh, you know, guys on the ice, and um, like Bruce Pedro is a great coach. You know, there's, you know, there's certain levels of coaches in this league. There's coaches that, you know, uh, make you better. There's certain coaches that get you to the playoffs. And there's other coaches that get you over the hill. And over the hill is winning that Stanley Cup. And Bruce Boudreaux is, you know, everywhere, everywhere he's gone. Anaheim, Washington, you know, he's done well. He's just not a coach that's going to win you a Stanley Cup. But, um, you know, in Vancouver, obviously, uh, they needed a fresh face. It was, uh, he takes a different approach to, to the game than uh, what Greener did and some of the other guys. But it's always, always nice to, to see a team turn it around. But I agree with you. I think it's too, too tall of a mountain to climb to get over to the top to make those playoffs. Why do you think, Brent, that the Canucks waited so long? Why do teams overall wait so long to make a move like that? And to be clear, you were never pointing the finger at Travis Green. I, I believe you thought Jim Benning was the issue there in Vancouver. But what do you think took Correct. so long? Again, you, you know, you, you, you can't, uh, in the NHL, you don't want to make rash decisions. You know, um, you make a rash decision, it could cost you uh, your future. And that's what the game's got to be. You know, I think the Vancouver Canucks, and you're not playing for the now, you're playing for a year or two, three down the road. You know, um, technically, really, I, I hope they don't make the playoffs right now. You know, they play the, make the playoffs right now. Who are they going to play the first round? Not pretty, a team that is not very good, no. They're, you know, they'll get bounced out in four. Don't make a trade. Don't give up some prospects. So um, in the NHL, it's uh, you really got to, sit on some losing streaks to really find out who you are, what kind of team you are, but you can't make any rash decisions. And you're right. I wasn't, it wasn't my, I wasn't pointing the finger at Greener. 
I think Jim Benning did, did do a very good job. You mentioned Boudreaux as a coach, just good enough, but not good enough to win a Stanley Cup. His track record shows that. Who is, you must get this a lot, who is your favorite coach? Played a long time in the NHL. And dubbed too. You could talk about Mooner if you wanted. Who, who's yeah. who's your favorite all-time coach? I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can nail it down to one. Um, yeah, now, Lauren Malkin was you know was big for me at uh, you know 15 and 16 years old. You know Todd McCollin and Swift Current. Obviously now he's in LA. He should be up there for uh, Coach of the Year this year and for LA Kings. Um, guy named Jack McElhardy. <clears throat> Brad Street Bullies. I had him in uh, in Syracuse my first couple of years. Uh, then went into uh, he was in in uh, Vancouver. Also, everybody had a good for myself. I'm a, I'm a guy that you know uh, had to learn a lot of different tricks, a lot of different ways. So I don't know if I can nail one down, but obviously Joe Quinville comes to mind. Obviously, he was a guy who got us to the you know got us to the forefront. He got us to the Stanley Cup. He, you know, we went with him and. You know, he was a guy that, uh, for me, obviously, he was a coach's player. Um, he didn't like me. He tried to send me down to the minors the year before. He didn't like me. So he got us over the hump, but he's definitely one that isn't my favorite. You know, Mark Crawford probably would, ha- would have to be uh, my guy for me. Um, we had a love rate relationships. We, we butted heads, but he believed in me uh, all my time in, in Vancouver. He put me out there, uh, even though I'd screw up, and he put me right back out there. So. Mark Crawford definitely is number one for me. Interesting. And yet there's a lot of guys that hate him, right? It's, it's just the way that it goes. But it's funny you say that because with Quenville, I said a few years ago that I thought the best three coaches in the NHL were Quenville, Babcock, and Dave Tippett, and now all three are out of the league. And it just reminds me about a conversation. Here's an old one for you, Soaps. I was sitting in Digger's Bar on 2nd Avenue in Prince Albert with Donnie Clark. And Bison had said to me, why would you want to be in the radio business? There's no stability in that business at all. And I'm like, I might ask you the same thing, Clarky. And he was like, eh, good point. So last year, when Tampa Bay met Montreal in the Stanley Cup final, you were pulling for the Lightning. And I got him in my top five NHL teams, which we unveiled today. We do it weekly. Do you think the Lightning can pull it off three in a row? That, you know, no question. You know, um, look at the goaltending hand, uh, Vasilevsky. Um, obviously, he's a good friend of mine. Him and we played together in Russia. Um, so um, when you have the best goaltender in the world, and and to me, it's not just um, by you know a leap. It's leaps and bounds. He's ahead of of players, and you've got obviously Victor Hedman, uh, by far number one demon in the world. Um, Stamkos. Kucherov at break points. Um, can they go with three P? Uh, yes, I think they can, and I hope they do. Anybody else? Are they, are they your rooting interest? Is there anybody? Like, let's talk about the Florida Panthers. Uh, they made the big trade to get Sherratt, but they could line up against Tampa in the playoffs. Last year they did. Uh, how do you feel about the Panthers' shot? Oh, you know, give, you know, give the Panthers some credit. Obviously, there was a lot of turmoil earlier in the year of Joe Quenville having have to retire. Um, they they they've got a great team. Um, that would be, I think, that would be the Stanley Cup final right there. And you know, when they faced each other, you look what they did last year. Um, they they don't they don't like each other. So I I think that that's good. And obviously, Colorado Avalanche. Uh, my hope is that uh, they trade for uh, Mark Andre Fleury and really win it. 
I would have, that's, uh, that's what I, you know, if I could have a crystal ball and I could predict anything and want anything, that's what it'd be. I'd love to have, you know, Flurry go to Colorado and, and beat Tampa in the final is fine with me. Boy, would that be something. Absolutely. Hey, it's always fun talking hockey, but you're into so many other more worthwhile, noble things, if I may. What's going on in the world of Brent Sopel these days? You know me. Um, life all over the map. And, you know, uh, the foundation, you know, the Brent Sopel Foundation is is my heart and my heart and soul, my everything. So still, still advocating for dyslexics and everybody in the drug and alcohol world trying to stay sober, you know. Um, I was, I'm blessed to wake up today. You know, there's 160,000 of us don't wake up every day. So happy to be awake and happy to be talking to you. Absolutely. Always great to see you, chat with you, and converse with you. Soaps, thanks for this. Enjoy the hockey and uh, keep in touch, my friend. Yeah, anytime. Be good. Yeah, <laughs> you betcha. No choice these days. 659 NHL game veteran Brent Sopel checking in from Clearwater, Florida. It's your lucky day. Taco time. Viewer takeover takes over next. Next hour, Gino DePaoli and Steven Stamp. We're live from Gray Eagle. You're watching on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. It is Viewer Takeover, and we're proud to say that Taco Time is back with us. It's Taco Time Viewer Takeover, and for that, I feel like tacos for lunch. What do you say? It's Burrito Thursday. Buy one, get one half off at Taco Time. And I'm throwing it to the viewers. This is I'm so happy to have Taco Time back aboard. It just feels right. Todd's watching in Red Deer. New viewer, he says, hey, guys, always watch the show, just usually on PBR. Really enjoy your work, the depth of interviews, along with the variety of second to none. Keep up the great work. Which I really appreciate you writing, Todd, because most people are throwing crap at you, you know? Not many people pick up and say nice things, so thank you, Todd. And he goes on to say, great show. The Chapman deal to the Blue Jays is huge. What's next for Biggio? Also, after the past interviews with Craig Button, is there a player he doesn't know about? Deep, deep knowledge. I was thinking the same thing about Craig Button, and that's why I knew yesterday I could throw him the question about the Tyson Joes trade with Colorado for Nico Sturm, and Craig would have immediate analysis, and he did. But just don't forget that he's a lifelong NHL scout and was a full-time scout, i.e. was traveling the globe, watching players from every country. He knows every player. That was his job. From DG... In the Bridge City, writes in, Morning, guys. Happy March Madness opening day. Perhaps I've missed it, but who are the Rod and Darren picks to win it all? I'm going with Gonzaga to finally get off the schneid and put Spokane, Washington on the sporting map. Mm, lots of people have put Spokane on the map. Craig T. Nelson comes to mind, the star of the show, Coach. He's from Spokane. Gary Echeverry's mom lives there, or did. Enjoy the madness, says DG in Saskatoon. I don't know about Moose, but I picked the Yukon Huskies to win it all. I'm sure you did too, right, Moose? He's back on the other side of the wall here. Yeah, he did. 
regarding the BCLA Pro Basketball Games. Thanks to everybody who supported it here in Calgary this week. Craig D. in Calgary writes in. He says, what a great week of basketball. Quality games, incredible atmosphere, and decent ticket price. 35 bucks. And you're right, it was awesome to see Morreale making the rounds and pumping everyone up on the floor. It would be amazing to have a team here. But even if it doesn't happen for a while, this is still a great league to follow. Not even ashamed to say Edmonton is my favorite team. Signed, Craig, in Calgary. I follow the CEBL more than the NBA. Don't at me. It helps to know the players and the coaches and the commissioner. It's, it's one of, they want to be the CFL of basketball. And they're putting players in the NBA. So I suggest you get on board. Uh, what else? Metal Shingle Guy writes in. He says, is the four downs thing in the CFL for real? Will the field size change too? I don't know. Arash is reporting it. The commissioner's talking about it. Going to four downs, I don't think you would need to change the size of the field. But be honest with ourselves, it's the CFL. Anything's possible. Jeff... In Esteban writes, and he says, four downs with the big field could be big scores. Yeah, I think we take, we all love college football for that reason, the wide openness of it. A sports update, by the way, on this Thursday. The Calgary Flames maintained their stranglehold atop the Pacific Division with a 6-3 victory over the Devils last night. Dylan Dubé scored the go-ahead goal in the second period. The Leafs will be without Austin Matthews again tonight when they host Carolina. What else we got tonight? Matthew's sitting out a two-game suspension for cross-checking. Elsewhere, the struggling Montreal Canadiens host Dallas. The Oilers are home to Buffalo. And Vancouver welcomes Detroit. Last minute of play in hour one. Last minute. A few NHL teams have already been busy ahead of Monday's trade deadline. The Flames acquired forward Kelly Yarncroft from the Seattle Kraken for three draft picks. The Canadians sent coveted defenseman Ben Sherratt to Florida for Totter Smolanik and two draft picks. And to make room, the Panthers shipped popular forward Frank the Tank Vetrano to New York. And we're not happy about it as Panthers followers. The Raptors pulled even with Cleveland for the sixth spot in the Eastern Conference with a 103-100 win over the Clippers last night in L.A. The Raptors, who won five straight on the road, are back home to the Lakers tomorrow. We'll get, there's way more, but we got to pause for the cause. This sports update for Ballers Rec Room. Check out your brand new line of games for the Tab Brewhouse and drive through Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you wings. Hour two, straight ahead with Gino DiPaoli right after this on Game Plus TV. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones, who get it done.